EFG show, the very first EFG show of 2020. It's January 9th of that same year. My name is Steven Dutzman. I'm your host. I am also joined by one of the Engage Family Gaming Community Managers. That is Mr. Jeff Walker from the Frozen North. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm recovering from the holidays. Um, it's crazy around here. I am so glad that my children are back at school. Definitely. Mine isn't there yet, but I'm You're... happy every morning when she goes to daycare sometimes. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay to be happy when they go to daycare. That's why we pay enough that that makes it okay to be fine. So, everybody, <laughs> uh, welcome aboard. Uh, today's a big day um, because, let's be honest, we had uh, a Pokemon Direct today, which came out of the blue. Um, we were wondering, right, like, we were like, what are we going to talk about? This is kind of a slow news week. And then Nintendo, like Mana from Heaven, they came and saved us and gave us the uh, Nintendo Direct. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, but we did get some questions from the community, and we'll get to those as well. Um, but first, let's just do some holiday catch-up. Jeff, one of the questions we got from the community is, what game took up most of your time over the holidays, if any? So, over the holidays, I went home to Iowa to visit family, and okay. my brother was home, and we played a lot of Mario Party. Really? Yeah, because I have not had very many opportunities to play it, and he doesn't own a Switch, so we played a lot of Mario Party and Smash. Now, okay. individually, I have been playing the original Crash Bandicoot through the Insane Trilogy. I think if you're in part of, and if you're in our community, you, everyone saw my point of view on that, which <laughs> hot take Crash Bandicoot is not a very good game. Yeah, you did mention that. You said that it was not a very good game. I was surprised. Um, pardon me while I try and figure out how to get the chat to show up on here. It's been a long time. Oh, here it is. You hit the button that looks like a chat bubble. Um, who knew? Um, technology is weird. So the... So, you know what? I, I also played the Crash Trilogy. Uh, it was sent to me graciously by Activision, and I really didn't like it at all. Um, and part of that is um, it really just comes down to I don't like running at the camera. It freaks me out. So um, that just I just found a lot of the levels to be really finicky and stressful in a way that... Yeah. And, and there's no patterns. Like... You'll have different moving platforms, but they're not in a pattern. And based on which platform came in the screen first, it's moving at a different level. Yeah. So you can't learn the patterns. And someone tried to go, well, it was just a product of its time. But then I looked at its time, and there's great platformers during that time. So. Yeah. Also, it's a bandicoot in jorts. And, like, I can't. There's only, the only person that's allowed to wear jorts is John Cena. Everybody else is not. So. <laughs> Um, I, this is going to sound weird. Um, I uh, truthfully, uh, took when I, when we went on EFG holiday and I told the staff, let's all chill out. Obviously, uh, you Facebook page managers did not because the uh, Facebook page was hopping the whole holiday, but when everybody else stopped, um, I played Skyrim a lot, um, a lot, a lot of Skyrim. Um, and that game came out in 2011. So not only is it not appropriate for families, um, because it is a rated M video game, but it's old. Um, but man, was it, it, it just, it felt good in my soul to have a chance to play that game again. Um, I, I told myself when I started that I was going to try and finish it and obviously I'm not. Um, but I enjoyed my time with it again. 
Um, I was I, I actually did not get any games for uh, the holidays. We tried to have a zero game holiday this year, um, and that's because we just buy everything else. And so the we, the games come in because we run a website and we're working. So our kids don't really appreciate gifts of games for the most part. Um, the same way as you know other kids might. So we tried to avoid it, but. You know, last-minute shopping. It's so easy to buy digital games for gifts for your kids. Your daughter's a little young, but eventually you'll understand. Um, you'll get there. Yeah, and I don't get a lot of games either because my wife always tells me you buy games all the time. I don't know what you have and what you don't have. And she says it's too much work to go look at my shelves to figure it out. I mean, that's true. I'm looking at your shelves behind you. Um, also... Uh, she also has a tendency to just buy you Christmas gifts and give them to you several months early. <laughs> um, a, a Otherwise known as the Christmas gift that I helped her find for you that she yeah. gave to you. So she's just bad at keeping secrets. Um, so it's probably we, fine. We both are. It's been our whole relationship has been. I don't want to just have this sit in a closet. Let's just give it now. But that's what it's – anyway, I'm not going to get in an argument with it. Um, <laughs> you do you. Um, so I, you know what's – my kids have been playing through Pokemon, um, and that's really what happened. They really, um, you know, they didn't get new games, uh, so they, go figure, enjoyed the amazing ones that they have been playing. And so we pl- we, we had some more Pokemon, and that was a nice dovetail into them coming home from school today and watching the Pokemon Direct and freaking out about a bunch of stuff. So we'll talk about that later. Um, so I thought, Jeff, why don't we start with your list? All right. Of all the it games is, coming out this week. Because it is short, so I figured let's just get it out of the way. It is very short, and I will be perfectly honest, I have not really heard of any of these games. <laughs> Me either, but that's what makes them fun. Okay. Go with so, it. So, coming out on Monday, came out January 6th, was Blackmore 2 on the Switch. Sure, great. Tuesday, January 7th, was Regions of Rune on the Xbox One. Sure, great. <laughs> Wednesday, January 8th, came Dragon Stri- Dragon Sinker's Descendants of Legend, Xbox One. Okay, now, there's two things about this one that I want to talk about. Number one, Dragon Sinker's and then Descendants in the same title. Fun wordplay. I wonder if it matters to the gameplay. This looks like old school Dragon Quest. Like NES, SNES era Dragon it Quest. It does. And that's why it's one of the pictures I chose. Like yeah. when It's such a slow game release week. I either find the most interesting pictures or the most weird pictures for a game coming out. Yeah, and this one is like, hey, it's a it's a JRPG. It is uh, apparently it's relatively well reviewed, um, and I think a lot of the positive reviews are because it's relatively short and it's cheap. Um, listen, there's a, Chris Kohler put out an article um, over the holiday about some of his favorite. Switch experiences in the last couple of months have been Breath of the uh, not Breath of the Wild, Breath of Fire on the SNES uh, okay. collection. And, Those are still on my list to play. And Dragon Quest One, like Dragon Warrior, that he bought for three dollars on a digital sale from. I uh, I almost ordered the physical copy of that from Play Asia that includes all three of them. Of course you did. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Don't buy the $3 digital version because it was 3 bucks, and I'm sure it will be again um, 
Dragon Warrior, what's so crazy about that is Dragon Quest One, Dragon Warrior in the United States, that was my first role-playing game. So I saw it and I thought about it too. It, admittedly, graphics-wise, it is the phone port that was ported over because it uses a little bit updated sprites and whatnot, but I think it looks cool. And you know what? Dragon Sinker's Descendant, like eventually that game is going to be a dollar and I'm going to buy it. So I added it to my wish list. So thank you very much. What else do we got? Uh, on today... Thursday, January 9th, we had 140 on Switch. We had what? Uh, 140. It's called 140. I'm wondering if it's like that game Threes. It's puzzle game is what it looks like. Sure. Puzzle game. Great. <laughs> uh, and then Thoth on Switch. Sure. T-H-O-T-H, all capitals. And then tomorrow, Friday, January 10th, we have Aboriginus on Switch. Okay. The best named game Drunk Foo Wasted Masters on Switch. Sure. And Technosphere on Switch. Sure. Alright. Yeah, 140 looks like Yeah, it's definitely a puzzle game. This is very weird. Um this is another one that um I'll grab it when it's a dollar. Um, I mean yeah, I'm I'm always up for a new puzzle game. You know me, I love the Pit Cross series. In fact, um I guess let's jump in a question I saw was, what games do you think was played most over 2020? And I honestly think Picross S was my third most played game over okay. this year. Okay, yeah. I mean, so that's the end of the list. Yeah, I mean, going into some of the community questions, man, that's a good one. What game, I mean, I know because the Nintendo gave me the recap of what was most played in my house. And in my house, the most played game was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate by a mile. It wasn't Fortnite because you got, every time you log in, it's like you have over 500 hours on Fortnite almost. We, um, a lot of that was front-loaded from before. My, son's, oh. my son Jacob has slowed down a lot. Also, now that we have the PC rig, he has been splitting his time. The only time he plays on uh, Fortnite on the uh, Switch anymore is if he is um, playing in handheld and wants to like hide in a corner. But most of the time now, he actually plays on the PC because um, he's liking that keyboard and mouse style. Um, okay. But you're right. We do have like five, last year was the year of the Fortnite. Um, and Fortnite was number one, but in 2020, am I doing this right? Yeah. In 2020, the most played game, according to the, to the Nintendo Switch report, the email that I got, the most played game was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, which... Yeah. Mine was either that one or Dragon Quest XI. I know I have 50 hours in Dragon Quest XI, and Smash Ultimate says 65 hours, but it also came, came out... out came out earlier in December. Yeah. yeah and so it was very interesting um i'd love to hear you know we got a few people watching in the chat i'd love to hear what you guys uh what your most played game of 2020 was um be it on the switch or otherwise um was there a, and i know that most of our time i mean it, probably minecraft actually now that i really think about it like the switch told us it was smash but now that my daughter is in on Minecraft, um, and we don't actually own Minecraft on the Switch. We have it on everywhere else. So it's probably got to be Minecraft that was the most, most played. But the most played Switch game was uh, Smash by a mile. Um, so yeah. we, did, we did get some other questions. Um, so you saw them all. Um, you're the community guy. So why don't you uh, tell us what questions we're going to tackle in what order? 
Uh, so I think we've hit most of them. Uh, Patrick, sorry if I don't say your last name right, Knevy, he did ask us the best new gaming pickup in the holiday season, which we talked about. Neither of us got games. I did get an X. Ex- my gift from my wife was the Xbox One S all digital edition. How nice is that? She got you an Xbox One sad. Xbox One sad, which usually goes against my my personality because if you look behind me i especially first party titles i like to get physical but i don't collect for xbox so yeah it's fine um yeah we can tell you like physical games no questions (laughs) asked about that um so yeah i mean listen i i our xbox is going to die at some point the disc drive has already given us attitude you got to do the thing where you lift up the bottom of it when you put the the disc in in order to make it work my 360 Uh, did that so we are um at this point the only reason i didn't replace it was because we're just waiting for scarlet or not i'm sorry the xbox one series x or whatever the cheaper one is because i'm sure that's what we'll do because i'm sure the series x is going to be bananas so Whatever the cheaper one is, that's what we're getting. You know, and kind of going off of that, I find it crazy that, you know, people talk about their PS4. Someone I talked to just said she got a new PS4 for Christmas because hers finally bit the dust. I still have. It's not the launch edition. I think got it in 2015. But so the launch and so mine like is. Yeah. So it's, you know, that broke. My Xbox 360 broke. But then I look at all these Nintendo systems. I have the original Super Nintendo. I could go plug in right now, and it works right like nothing. It's crazy how... Well, it's optical media that's the big difference for us. Yeah. You know, really, it comes down to lasers wear out, disk drives wear out, etc. There's something about cartridge-based media that really makes it stand the test of time. Um, I mean, my SNES does not work. Um, but, you know, th- there are many of them that do so it would be easy to go get it um the yeah i mean i i would have replaced it if i knew we had another couple years before and realistically i still might it, based on the information that we're getting that like the xbox one will play next generation xbox games it's entirely possible that i might just buy an xbox one s all digital edition and a big old hard drive and it'll probably be cheaper and yeah, I'll miss out on some of the fancy stuff, but I'm going to get a PlayStation. So, you know, um, economics are a reality, especially considering rumors that popped up over the holidays that they're going to put out a new Switch. Um, if they if that actually happens, that is obviously the priority. Um, so what else did uh, Patrick ask? I know he asked a string of questions. Yes. Uh, let me get back to my tab. He asked... Um... What game took up most of your playtime? We kind of answered that for both the holiday and the year. Yep. And his last question was, what's the biggest title of 2020 you have on your radar? Okay. I, you I go mean, first. I, I feel like we might have the same answer. Go, go ahead. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay, so realistically, that is like the actual answer, right? And I think that's the correct answer for us. Um, but I do want to talk about another game that I really desperately want to play, and it comes out, like, next week, like, nine days from now or something. I... This is really dumb, Jeff. Don't is judge Tokyo me. Tokyo Mirage Sessions? No. I already played okay. that. I played Tokyo Mirage... I played Tokyo Mirage... I was gonna Mirage, say... Yeah. 
I, played... I pre-ordered that one today. So. No, I played Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE on the Wii U, um, and it was fun. But if I was going to play that style of game, I, I would just go by Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I do need to play in 2020. So that's one of my anticipated games. Oh, we got Nicole Tanner hopping into the chat. She's saying that she wants to play Animal Crossing. Um, yes, that is another good answer, but I don't think I'm going to have a chance to play Animal Crossing. Like, this is one of those things where I'm excited that it's coming out, but my children are going to play that game, and I don't think I'm ever going to have a chance to, at least not the same way they are. Very quietly, my most anticipated game right now is Dragon Ball Kakarot. Okay, do you know this game, Jeff? I do not. I do not follow Dragon Ball. Okay. I've heard of it. I know the name. Okay, let me paint you a picture. And there's there's, a, there's some people in the chat. Let me paint y'all a picture. This game is coming and out in like two weeks. And I haven't done next week's release list yet. I'm doing that tomorrow. It's, so I haven't it's on there. I think it's on. If it's not next week, it's the week after. Dragon Ball Kakarot is a hand, is a anime drawn action RPG where you play through the plot of <laughs> Dragon Ball Z as Goku, um, and you just fly around. You do stupid stuff. I mean, it's not. Like, I think it's, I am anticipating it because it is so soon, right? And, like, I just am very excited because I know it's really dumb. But, no, th that's my, like, jokey answer is Dragon Ball Kakarot. But, really, right now, for me, um, it's Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's not close. Animal Crossing, I am hyped that it is coming. But um, I'm just not going to be able to play it. My kids are not going to allow it. They're just going to take, I mean, we have three Switches as of Monday. So, um, the, because, uh, my son Jacob saved up all of his pennies and nickels and birthday and Christmas gifts, um, very diligently. And now he has purchased his own switch light. Um, so we have three switches in the house and all three of, so we're going to have to buy three copies of Animal Crossing. Um, I'm very not excited about that, but <laughs> then all three of them are going to play together and maybe I'll, you know, I'll dabble, but I'm not going to be able to do it for real. Yeah, and, you know, Animal Crossing is one of those games where I'm going to be excited to play for a week and then be done with it. It happens every time. So, Nicole Tanner also throwing out Halo Infinite, which is true. Um, I am absolutely going to play that game the day that it comes out. Um, my, issue, my, my issue is it's hard for me to get excited about it because it's so far away. And that's really all it is, right? Like, I know it's technically in 2020, but it's it's like the end of 2020. It's like I have to get through spring and all summer and then probably some of the holiday releases. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Nicole might have a better idea as to when it's coming out. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course she had to. She said she had to throw uh, Halo Infinite in. Um, full, full disclosure, uh, Nicole's husband works for 343 Studios, so he obviously helps make the game, so she knows when it's coming out, I'm sure, um, because she's planning a vacation for after it comes out, because then he'll actually be able to do something. Um, so, but it's so far away, is really all it is. I'm so excited for it. Um, the, it's, it's just, I have to make it the whole summer, and so there's a lot of games, um, and I'm presuming it's going to still be T-rated, just like uh, Halo 5 was. I know that was a big design, like a thrust of their design the first time, but who knows. Um, so, yeah. Final Fantasy, I mean, I guess the right answer right now is because it's so close and is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, but you also, you can't count Avengers out either. It's, uh, I mean... <laughs> you how, can't, you're how, right. How you're right. Are, 
feeling on Avengers? Because I was thinking about this. If you would have asked me this two years ago, what 2020 release? I mean, this was before we knew the release dates. I would have so been gun ho you know, day one buy for Avengers. Oh, Avengers I, is a day one buy. I mean, this is the reality, and, and Nicole is probably, like, seizing at her, you know, looking at her phone watching this video, right? Because she knows that I'm the king of hype. So, like, when I say, like, I am more hype for one thing than another, the reality is I'm hype for all of these things. So, um, anticipation for me is I'm like, you know, I'm like a, a Pomeranian, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always <laughs> I mean... shaking with excitement. Um, I, I'm the same way. Like, ask me in a few weeks after Nintendo has their first actual direct of the year, and my answer is going to be completely different. Once uh, Nintendo kind of gives you an update on how I mean, the next few could, months are going to go. Could you imagine the EFG show where after they announce, like, the release date for Breath of the Wild 2? Like, I'll just be vibrating the whole time. Like, we're going to go back in time. By the way, shout out to John Roble. Um, who wants an Animal Crossing Halo crossover? I'm down. Listen, is I bet with Halo on Steam now, someone has modded Isabel as Cortana. Um, someone has done it. I, I mean, I'm not going to waste time Googling it, but someone has modded Halo to have Cortana be Isabel. Um, yeah, man. So, there we go. That's, that's a bunch of games that we're excited about. Um, Dragon Ball is in like two weeks. And you know what? I say I'm really excited about it. Yeah, she says I'll explode, not vibrate, is uh, Nicole's comment. That is true. Um, I'm going to lose my mind because th it's going to be so great. Um, oh, man, I'm just getting excited thinking about it. <laughs> I'm just really, like, just getting super hype. Um, th this is what's funny about Dragon Ball. I'm super excited about it. I want to play it. I will probably just wait until it's on Game Pass because it feels to me like a game that will hit Game Pass sooner rather than later. And maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Who knows? It depends on my mood. Um, but I think it comes out right around the pre-release for the new Magic the Gathering set. And I think that might be a problem. Because, oh, I don't know. This is, this is too hard. I don't know. Life is complicated and full of difficult decisions, Jeff. Especially for dorks. Um, <laughs> like me. So, uh, what other questions did the audience have for us? Uh, John Robel, I guess I'll include this one. I will say I still kind of have heat after he didn't give me full points at E3. <laughs> oh man, John, he's, I don't, he's I don't still even know salty. The, I've never actually met him, but him well, and you're, are, you're coming his to wife and I are Facebook friends. So yeah, you're coming. Well, you're coming to E3 next year, right? You, uh, you are, oh. It may not work out. Oh man, I know. Man, now I, I have, have heat. To, I may have to remotely join in to some. Okay, I strength. guess that's fine. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, uh, so, all right. But he d did ask uh, our reactions to the PS5 announcement at CES. So he wanted to know how we feel about the <laughs> PS5 logo. Yeah, and um, my answer is it looks like the PS2 logo, the PS3 logo, and the PS4 logo, but the number was changed. Okay, so all snarky, salty aside, because that was definitely some salt. That was some salt. Because he didn't give you the points. And as the person who did get points and beat you as a result of it, I'm cool with it. So um, you should have only got a quarter of a point because it was four different heroes announced, not the one. Hey, you know what? doesn't matter. <laughs> um, because um, you know I'm a Weasley heel. We talked about this the whole time. I'm a Weasley heel. <laughs> um, that's how I do it. Um, so I'm, you know, so anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll Sorry. do all that later. We'll, we'll get off this tangent. Yeah. And Nicole <laughs> said it makes sense to keep the logo looking the same. She's right. Uh, here's why I'm glad they did it. 
means they're going to stick with what works. I want them to experiment with games, not with marketing, right? Because, like, they did what... Like, I, I just... I don't want it to be a weird shape. I want the PlayStation 5 to be a box that's maybe shaped like a doorstop. You know, like, I just... I want that. I want the DualShock to look mostly the same. There's certain things that I just don't need them to experiment with. Experiment with games, right? They gave us dreams. Yep. They, you know, they've done some crazy stuff. Experiment with that, right? Don't experiment with stuff that works, that is proven. Um, they have an easy thing. They have an easy sell by nature of the fact that they settled on a better naming convention than Xbox, Xbox has, right? Because it's, you know, everyone knows. Okay, so it's the new PlayStation is PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Like, I work in an office with very much not nerds, right? And they know Same to here. call it. So they know that it's a PlayStation 4. They don't say PS4. They say PlayStation 4. That's what my kids have. That's what they want. Um, and Xbox, they, they don't know what to call it. They just call it that new Xbox thing, right? And they... They get confused when I talk about, oh, well, which one do they have? What, you know, what are the, you know, et cetera. They get confused. Whereas with PlayStation, you can't really get confused. It's like a neat transition, whereas Xbox doesn't have that. It works for PlayStation. That's what they do. Keep the logo the same. Why do crazy stuff is really what it comes down to for me. Just so they did it. Also, and this is why I'm excited about it, and I was talking to you about this off air. Um, It's cool because it means that it's happening, right? Like, yep. And, and that's really just what it is for me. It's like you, Christmas is real when you make your Christmas list, right? Like you send that letter to Santa, you know, oh, man. Because you don't send the letter to Santa on Valentine's Day, right? Like it's like, oh, it's time. And it's that kind of thing, right? Like summer camp is coming up because you bought, you know, you bought your new shoes for camp or whatever, right? Like it's that now we know. Okay, so for the next 10 months-ish, any day we could wake up with a new cool PlayStation 5 announcement. That's what seeing that logo meant for me. It opened the door where it's like, all right, let's get out our PlayStation 5 notebooks. Let's just get ready to take notes. And that's exciting for me. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as you we were saying with the naming convention, it does make sense for them to go PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, 3, 4, and 5 because, you know, they needed to get their brand out there and I saw someone posting, I can't remember, they said, I work at Target and I am not looking forward to next holiday season when parents are trying to get the Xbox. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, that's where it's going to be our job, you know? Um, and, you know, we're, I am already, you know, we have the, the work in progress articles where we talk about explaining what, what all those Xboxes, what all the differences are, how to ask for them, what they look like. We're going to have that, and we're going to publish it as soon as we can, and then publish it at least once a week, pretty much, until it is uh, launched. Because I agree, that is a problem, but that's where we come in handy. Um, because yep. we know the differences, and we're going to make sure people know. Um, and uh, whatever one I get, assuming I get it, I'll be doing an unboxing video for our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. So people will know what the new one looks like. I will make darn sure of it. Um what other questions did we get? We have one more question from Andy Robertson, and it says he wants to know what are the best local multiplayer Switch games with system link function like Luigi's Mansion? Do you yeah. always need to own the game multiple times for local co-op on Switch? Sure. Okay. So 
first off, shout out to Andy Robertson. That's the at Geek Dad Gamer. He runs Family Gamer TV out of the UK. Um, I was going to say, he must be English because he ended his comment with cheers. Yeah, no, he's definitely British. Super British. I run into him at Toy Fair uh, every year. Um, it's a lot of fun. He's a great, great dude. He actually wrote a book um, that is coming very soon called Taming Gaming, which is um, a resource that I wish I had thought to write seven years ago. Um, but it is a resource to parents, um, you know, kind of all about, like, taking the complex um, world of gaming and like kind of bring it into bite-sized chunks that parents can understand so they know what kind of games are are out there how they work it makes real recommendations um can't wait to get my hands on it um that, that sounds exciting i'll yeah, definitely add it to cool. my bookshelf yeah he's a good guy i'm hoping that i can get a copy of it signed um because he is a good dude so andy um what you're asking about is local wireless play. That's what Nintendo calls it on the Nintendo Switch. For things like the Nintendo DS and the Nintendo 3DS, they call those DS download games. Um, for the Nintendo Switch, there are no, at least to our knowledge, and Jeff and I spent you know, a while, and I spent about an hour this afternoon kind of digging around to see if there were any games. To our knowledge, there are no games right now that allow you to do Switch local wireless play without a cartridge or downloaded game on each switch available so um that means if you want to play smash across two switches both switches need to have smash in them one way or the other um so that is an immutable fact at this point um that could change I mean, clearly they could fix that. If it worked on the DS, clearly it would work on the Switch. Um, that is a feature that was pretty cool. Uh, Pac-Man was our biggest DS download game in our house. Um, there was a Pac-Man game on DS. You could play it, and everyone could play Pac-Man, even if they only had one cartridge. And so we found it at a yard sale, and it ended up being like $3. And when my wife ran the daycare, it was played so much. <laughs> Um, they played it like every day and they were just like these Pac-Man maniacs. It had its own meta game in our house. It was crazy. Um, but he asked what were some good local wireless games to play on the Switch and I'm happy to report that there are many of them. Um, we found a list on Reddit um, and I just thought I would go down some of them. Um, obviously we don't want to go down you know, all of them but here are some pretty good suggestions. Jeff, stop me. When I say a game that you are particularly uh, supportive of. Okay. Um, so we've got, and I quote, um, and again, this isn't even all of them. First off, well, let's just go this way. Every fighting game supports it. So the Street Fighter Collection, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Like that right there is convenient. Um, you want to, you know, there's a lot of folks that watch Evo. Um, and they see these guys, you know, playing, and, you know, sometimes they'll be playing on two different screens, facing each other. If you want to have that kind of environment where you have your own screen and you're playing against your opponent, super cool. You can do that, um, and you can do it on your Switches. Um, it's almost like going back to the time of LAN party. <laughs> exactly. You want to have a LAN party with – so all the fighting games work that way. Um, some other really good examples are um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe which certainly supports that up to a number of players. Splatoon also supports it. Um, and another one that I think, let's see here, um, that I think is definitely worth discussing, um, and some of that's just because of the budget. You know, just thinking about buying two $60 copies of Super Smash Brothers for a family is a little tough. You know, um, I think we're at the point now where a lot of families have multiple Switches. I know we have two. We'll soon have three. Um, Stardew Valley 
is a really good choice. Um, it is relatively inexpensive, and you can play up to four players now with the multiplayer expansion. Um, and that is a... And they actually have game modes. They have a four corners farm now where each of the four farms have their own like neat buff and you can use it for your you know for your play group where like maybe you'll work in one area I'll work in another you know and kind of do our own thing I think that is awesome um and so that would be pretty inexpensive too because Stardew Valley is not that expensive on the Switch so there you go Andy I got you that's and um you know what just to make sure Oh, we, welcome to the EFG show, Kate. On Kate, uh, Kate confirmed Stardew is amazing. I agree. Now I know that Jeff does not. It doesn't jive with him, and that's cool. It doesn't jive with everybody. I'm gonna throw that in the chat, by the way. Uh, the link to the uh, wireless multiplayer games. Um, it doesn't jive with everybody. I struggle, and Kate, I'm sure you'll, you'll you can imagine that this being a problem that I have. Um, I have restarted that game so many times after like five days just because I'm always nervous like I did something wrong <laughs> <laughs> and it's stupid because like you know it's not like it's a high pressure game but man does it make me nervous you know I can't help myself I definitely can't so um, I think that was all the community questions we have everybody in the chat yep. by the way if you have a question by all means uh, hit us up um, and we will talk about whatever you have um, I guess, I mean, it's time, right? Well, do we want to go through the oh, PS Plus? Yeah, let's go through the PS Plus and Xbox. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yep. You're right, you're in charge. Before we get into the main topic. Yeah. So, coming out on PS Plus, PS Plus actually has a great month, I think, if you do not have these games. And if you don't, I'm pretty sure they're pretty inexpensive if you miss this month anyway. The first game coming out and is Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection. Okay. So three great games. I did not play them till I got the Nathan Drake Collection. Okay. And I love them. Uncharted is probably one of my favorite series now. Yeah, not so much for the kids. Uh, he no, does kill a lot of dudes. I, don't I think believe so. they're rated T, though. Really? Let's. You know uh, what? The Google will tell us. I, I have it up here somewhere. Yes, right here. <laughs> it is rated T. What? Really? I don't know if I'm pointing it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, wait. Point it at the camera. What are the descriptors? Right. Um, blood, language, suggestive themes, use of taco, t tobacco, and violence. I mean, he does murder a lot of guys. All right. You I know what? don't think they're swearing is the reason it did not go into an M. Huh. Uh, huh. All right. I'll admit I'm surprised. I had thought that Uncharted was M forever, um, but and and because Uncharted, I had... Uncharted Four is T as well. Really? I just pulled I just pulled that one off my shelf too. Really? Whoa! I'll get back into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get back in frame. Oh. Sorry about that. I just had to check. No, it's so I'm just so stunned. But you know what? I, for a guy who has talked about Destiny and Halo as being. I guess I'm going to have to play through those games so I can give an honest recommendation about them now. Because um, I just left them alone. I have the Uncharted collection. Um, I just never... It's still in the shrink. 
because um, it came with our PlayStation 4. That's the only reason okay. I had it. Um, and I just always assumed that it was rated M. I have never looked at its ESRB rating. It just goes to show you, folks, don't make assumptions. Because um, you never know what the truth is unless you actually do your homework. Um, and then also for PS Plus is Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Now, is Goat Simulator on PlayStation rated M? Because I know on PC it's rated M. I let Let's me take pull a up look. my. Let's, I do not have a physical copy of that to just pull off my shelf. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me look up Goat Simulator because I think Goat Simulator, okay. believe it or not, is rated M. But I think it's is because it? of the weird stuff. Um, let's see. Here we go. Goat Simulator. It's rated T. It's T. No, all right. So um, the Nightmare Xbox. Edition is rated M. And the regular edition on PC. And. I mean, the Windows PC version is showing up as M for me, according to the ESRB website. Yep. Yep. I'm on their app. It's M for PC, and the Nightmare Edition is M. What's it? M for blood, crude humor, drug reference, strong language, and violence. Yeah, and the then, PC version gets wild. PC version gets wild. Teen but... is just, then the PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox 360 version is just violence and blood. Because you can be a goat and you can run around like ram into people and it's just weird. Um, it's also if you don't have PS Plus but have Xbox One, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, you know who really, really hates Goat Simulator? The General. She <laughs> despises Goat Simulator. Now, I think Goat Simulator's existence is hilarious, right? Because it was an April Fool's joke. That like went too far, and yeah, that—it's it, kind of a whole like subculture of gaming. Because around that same time, you had Goat Simulator, Octodad, yeah. uh, I Am Bread. Yeah, and they all came out around the same time, and yeah. they were just these wacky games that no one took a second glance at, then realized, hey, these games are actually good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would call Goat Simulator good. Okay. I don't know that I would. I would say I have not played it, but I just... So, I mean, good is, like, it. hard to say about Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator is stupid. And if you like stupid games, which I do, then you are predisposed to, like, Goat Simulator. But the general hates stupid games. She really doesn't, like... It just... I haven't even thought to bring Octodad into this house. I think Octodad would would just she would have a very visceral reaction and the people in the chat who are watching this that know the general personally can confirm there's just something she just suffers none of and goat simulator is one of those things she just saw me playing it because i had it what did i buy it on i bought it on pc um when it was on sale like on steam and she was like what is this game get it away <laughs> um because it's so stupid. Uh, but anyway, all right. So that's the PlayStation games. What about Xbox? Yep. So Xbox Live, and I have also the Game Pass games that are coming this month too. Sure, let's do it. So Xbox Games with Gold for January. Uh, you can get Sticks, Shards of Darkness from January 1st to the 31st. Okay. Uh, Batman, the Telltale series from January 16th to February 15th. Okay. Fair warning for the folks. That one is super rated M. That's super rated M, but if you love good storytelling and you love Batman, I yes. say definitely. I haven't played the second one, but the first one, I would say definitely give it a shot. I mean, it's Batman, so but it's an M-rated Batman game, so just be aware that if you're going to watch it with your children, 
it's it's a it earns its M rating. Is all I will say. Yeah. Uh, right. From January first to the fifteenth, you get for the three sixty side of things, which I believe you can also get on Xbox One. Correct, you, you can. can. You can get Tekken Six. What? Oh, not yeah, Tekken but, Seven. They're on Tekken Seven now. Well, we'll talk about Tekken Seven in a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, is that coming to Game Pass? Yep. Yes. And te- I know. I was excited too. Um, we'll talk about that when I get there. Uh, and then Tekken Six is also on Game Pass, so. Yeah. All right. Carry but, on. And then uh, from January 16th through the 31st, you can get Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy, which sure. any Lego game is great as a family game. Sure. Although I kind of think everybody should just wait for I mean, admittedly, it's free, but I think everybody should just wait for the Skywalker saga. I'm pretty stoked for that next year. The Lego that's coming Sky- out. That's Le- coming out soon, too, I believe. Uh, not sure soon, but it's happening. The Lego Skywalker Saga. I think that. I mean, that's gonna be great. Um, I'm presuming it will include spoilers for the movie, though. So, be watch the movies first. Yep. I, I, I mean, unless you don't want to, at which point I'm not. I'm not here to tell you what to do. All right, and so right. those are all the games coming to Games with Gold. Yep. And then so Game Pass for January, which we they actually already had a really big game drop last week. Yep. The last. Uh, definitely, I will say one of the hardest M-rated games ever. But Grand Theft Auto Five is now on Game Pass, which is crazy from a value perspective because that game is huge. I mean, it's not for families, no. obviously. But um, if you want to, uh, adults, not kids. If any kids are watching this, adults, if you want a good game to play when your kids are not around, I I give it a definite recommendation, especially at zero dollars. Yeah, at $0, definitely. Uh, it'll be the Xbox One version, which means you can play in first-person mode. Yep. Which, I hate first-person games, but I originally played GTA V on my 360, beat it. So when I got it for my PS4, I played in first-person mode, so I at least felt like I was playing a completely new game. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what's crazy? Um we still get traffic on our Grand Theft Auto Five review on Engage Family Gaming every week. That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to have to update it now that it's on Game Pass to include the fact that it's now included on Game Pass. It's also a review of the Xbox 360 version. That's how long this thing's been out. <laughs> it was one of the first reviews put out on the site. I had a volunteer say, hey, I'll review it for you, and I'll tell everybody what's all the bad stuff in it. And I was like, great, that sounds awesome. Uh, we still get traffic on it every day. Um, other article we get, just fun fact, other article we get traffic on almost every day is, is Mortal Kombat uh, 11 a kid's game? Is it, and doesn't that just straight up say no, it's not? Um, it says no in, like, a bunch of different languages, and then it's a bunch of GIFs. Um, I also was somewhat useful and included a link to the ESRB description, but it is really just a lot of no, <laughs> yet. And then a bunch of GIFs that are, like, you know, various people saying no, it's... Um, some of the comments have been kids asking me to help convince their parents. <laughs> and that's, like, kind of cute, but, like, nah, bro. They'll get mad at me. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, other games on Game Pass coming out in January. Uh, on January 9th, so that's of today. Yep. You could download Frostpunk Console Edition. Wow. That's a not an uplifting game, by the way. Okay. I haven't heard of it or... 
It is a city city management like strategy game. All right, picture like Sim City only on like a frozen, desolate wasteland, far future Earth, and okay. it, you have to do things. Like some of the things you have to decide is like, are you going to are you willing to take the morale hit for making children work to help keep your city warm? Are you, you know, like, it, like, are you going to impose a curfew so that people are indoors, at, like, before it gets dark, so that they don't get cold, which exposes, the, like, it's all this stuff. And the idea is, eventually, the city is going to freeze and everyone's going to die. Like, it's just not a very, it's not quite as depressing as like this, this war of mine or whatever, but like, it's it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Okay. Uh... Also, it sounds interesting. So if you like sim games, I would say give that one a shot. Yes. Uh, also out today on Game Pass was Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Yeah? Okay. Sure. Uh, my wife that's a, has watched that's an anime the game. anime. Yeah. yeah. I was about to ask because I know your wife loves the animes. Yeah. Um, She's watched. She says I should watch it. I just don't get into anime as much as she okay. does. You should watch season one of Sword Art Online. I'll, and I'll fight anybody on this one. Um, the rest of the seasons are very cringy and not like, like oh my god, cringy. Um, but season one is good. Season one is pretty good. It has some cringy moments because you know there are people playing an MMO. But yeah. like, it's season two that's the, season two that gets super cringy and creepy. Um, and after that, it's just bad. So that's my opinion, sort of. And. Sword Art Online is still kicking around. The video games are always pretty good. Uh, and then the last game released on Game Pass this month, at least announced, is on January 16th, Tekken 7. Oh, boy. Now, that doesn't include the DLC, so we don't get the new characters. But, man, that... No, I, yeah, I don't think they're... Game Pass doesn't ever include the DLC. It does not. Um, and, but yeah. if you want them, I mean, that's a pretty good deal if you're just going to download it and then buy the DLC. True. Um, I have a feeling, like, the, the general loves her some Tekken. She loves her some Tekken. So it's very possible that that might just end up being, like, a fighting game that we play in our house. And maybe, I don't know. Like, when, she, when Evo is on, she'll watch Tekken. Because she can kind of understand what's happening. Whereas, like, Street Fighter and stuff, it's, it's too much. So, um, man, Tekken 7 is coming to Game Pass. That game's incredibly popular. Um, I'm very surprised that they're putting it in there, but what are you going to do? And that's so the last just, Game Pass game? That's the last one, yes. I was really hoping that January they announced the, all those Final Fantasy games coming to Game Pass, but I guess it's not going to be in January. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um... Yeah, I mean, they're coming soon. They're, they're going to be here. You'll be okay. I promise. Um, okay. Oh, and if you want to play them without paying for them, I just saw down here, Leaving Soon, or if you want to buy them for a 20% off, Leaving Soon is Lego City Undercover. Oh, okay. Which is Lego's parody of a GTA game. Okay. And Just Cause 3. All right. Okay. Well, let's keep those in mind. Um, okay. So now we got to get to the real topic. All right. Dun dun dun. So today was a Nintendo Direct, specifically 
a uh, Pokemon, a Pokemon-centered direct. It was 20 minutes long, um, and they made they made some pretty significant announcements today. Um, I had the pleasure of watching it myself and then blindsiding the the uh, um, blindsiding my kids with it um, when they came home from school because they forgot. Um, and they were very, very, very hyped. Um, so, do you want to do you want to run down the announcements, and then we'll just kind of pick it apart? Yeah, um, since I was kind of watching it, and the only free twenty minutes I have, I did not have time to take notes. So I got we'll you. See. Yeah, so we'll see how much I remember. But I know their first announcement was Pokemon Mystery Dungeon XD, which yeah. is a remake of the first one that came out on Game Boy Advance and Nintendo DS. Yep. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. So to be specific, not to cut you off, but the specific title of the game is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Oh, DX. Okay, I missed the Rescue Team. That's right, because the original games were Blue Rescue Team and Red Rescue Team. Correct. And now this is both games jammed together. Yes. I remember... So 2006, I would have been... 16, oh 18. <laughs> and I remember going into GameStop and buying Red Rescue Team because I did not have a DS yet. Ugh. On Game Boy Advance. I'm so young. And oh, um, I'm so old. Okay. Then. So I've never played any of these. So how? Do, so you said you have a love hate. So do you not like it? I love the concept. Okay. I wish I loved the gameplay. Okay. The most recent one that came out was on the 3DS Super Mystery Dungeon. I played it again every single time a game comes out. I play maybe the first four or five hours, realize I I love all it's hard to explain. I love all the stuff in the town. Okay. Like in the story building, and then I have to do the actual playing the game and going into the dungeon and Okay. I mean that makes and sense. It, and it might be just because I haven't figured out the best way to play could be i mean you were basically six when those games came out so you know maybe you were just kind of dumb you know you'll figure it out well but the same thing happened in super mystery dungeon which came out like three years ago so i mean all right that's fair that's fair okay so the all right and so there's a demo out on switch right now for that and the yes. game is coming out on March 6th. So that's very soon. It is a full price release. Um, it's worth a look-see um, watching the the trailers. What I think really interesting about that game... Um, the, go ahead. I was just going to say, the art style looks amazing. So we were watching it, and my son Jake made a point. He said, you know what, Dad? This looks like the Winnie the Pooh level in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you're right. It looks like the Winnie the Pooh level. Because um, it looks like they're drawn like in a little sketchbook. It looks really cool. Um, but it looks like the Winnie the Pooh level from the first two Kingdom Hearts, not the third one. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> well, um, It looks good. Yeah, it looks good, though. I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I doubt we're going to buy it the day it comes out. You know, I don't think there's going to be enough of an interest to really go crazy and get a review up or anything like that. But it's one of those games that I'm sure we're going to have in our home at some point because it has Pokemon in it. Um but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty exciting. Yes, I said Pokemon, so I spelled it wrong. I, I pronounced it wrong almost deliberately, but not really, because um, I am old. So, 
the the next thing I, I think let's just get the other little announcement out of the way before we get to the big discussion. They did give us that an information that they're going to be re- uh, releasing Pokemon Home in February. Um, so that means the app that people will be able to store their old Pokemon on, uh, etc. That's coming out in February. They didn't tell us about pricing or really any of the details, but they said that's coming soon. Um, I, I mean, that could be next week. Um, I'm sure they just didn't want to crowd the discussion out for the next, the big announcement of the day. Um, so, you know, do it in a week or two or whatever. I'm sure, I'm really interested to see what Pokemon Home turns into. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm really interested in the pricing, too. I hope it's not too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pokemon Bank was $5 a year. Yeah. Did you guys ever use Pokemon Bank? No, not yet. Me uh, neither. I have been asked, um, but I didn't. And I probably will end up having to just to help my kids get their uh, Pokemon off of the 3DS and into this thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It, those were two relatively small announcements. Um, I think the big one is that they announced DLC packs for both Pokemon sword and Pokemon shield. Um, they are $30 each. They are, um, and they will contain two new areas that include, go ahead. So I just wanted to kind of go off of the $30. If you want them for both games, the two packs together come together in one $30 package. So, the two packs are the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra, which you get for $30. But if you have Pokemon Shield and Pokemon Sword, you're going to have to buy it separately for each. Yes, that is correct. Um, So, good point, good clarification. That is something um, I have already been commissioned to uh, write a piece uh, for the site that explains the difference. Because it also matters, like, if you have Sword, you have to buy the Sword expansion pass and vice versa like you can't swap um they're tied to each other so they're going to be there is the pass for each game pokemon sword pokemon shield the pass itself costs 30 dollars um for each pass the passes will each consist of two separate content drops um one like you said the isle of armor and the other one is the um what is it? The Royal Crown, Crown the, Tundra. The Crown Tundra. Um, they are both two um, large wild areas with quests and storylines and um, new Pokemon. And uh, it looks like they are being seeded with a lot of older Pokemon. And one of the things that they were very specific to confirm is that over 200 fan yep. favorite Pokemon will be returning to the game through the DLC. This is kind of what I predicted all along is that, you know, they just needed more time to get 9,000 billion Pokemon into the decks. Uh, this gives them that time. Now, I know a bunch of folks are listening to this and going, oh my goodness, but that just means that they took all these old Pokemon and held them back and now they're going to charge me for them. Not necessarily, folks. Here's what's cool. There's an update that's going live around the same time that these that these packs will come out for the non- expansion past games where you'll be able to get those Pokemon through other means. For example, um, you can get them through trades or wonder trades um, and or through events, um, things like that. So you don't necessarily, or through Pokemon Home. Um, so you don't necessarily need to um, pay for the expansion pass in order to get access to these new Pokemon. Um, you may need that in order to get access to some of the legendaries and things like that, but that's to be expected. But for the returning Pokemon, like 
Um, we got some confirmation. I, I actually have a whole list of every Pokemon that well, was give announced. Us some, give us some of the hotness, because there was one that made my house just go crazy. Okay, so some big ones that I was excited about, Lycanroc, uh, yep. which obviously that'll probably mean Rockruff is as well. Yep. Um, the Reg, Regice, Registeel, Regirock are all in there. And they actually, if you watch the pictures, there are also two new Reggie types that weren't announced. I don't know if these are... One of them Max. looks. One of them looks like a fairy type. Yeah, it's got the mer- the the mowl. It's got like the the head on the you know on the side. It's kind of like that one that has the head for a ponytail. There's like a okay. yellow one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, a whole bunch of new Reggies. Uh, Venusaur and Blastoise, which I was excited for, which means Yo. those teams are both there. Yep. And they both have their own Gigantamax forms. Yo, Gigantamax I... Blastoise looks so bananas. See, I thought Gigantamax Venusaur looked really cool. Gigantamax Venusaur kind of looked. I mean, yeah, no, it looked. They all looked cool. I love Gigantamax. He kind of looked like a. He melded with Vileplume. Yeah, kind of, kind of. They definitely. I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. So, um, and the Bulbasaur is the one that drew the biggest hype shout in our house. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, my man Garchomp is back. I love the Garchomp team. Gaibel, Gabite, Garchomp. Sure. Uh, um, CEO, Al- I love that team. We got Alex Hyatt in the uh, uh, in the chat saying that he's very hyped. Um, and man, it, yeah. And so, what else we got? Give give us like three or four more hotness. Uh, oh, there's so Chansey. Chansey. Okay. Uh, yeah. Any of you? I've always been a huge Blissey fan. So. Uh, da 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 da. Um. All the reg- like every single legendary, uh, Slowpoke has its own Galarian form, it, and then, I mean, I am, so- um, I'm actually bringing a list right now so that I can, um, p- post it in the chat, um, because there's there are lists right now of like all the Pokemon that are added, which is, you know, kind of cool. Yeah. Which were all the ones that, and actually, if you get the update that was done today and you go to, I can't remember, one of the train stations, I'm sure it'll tell you when you open the game for yeah. the first time, you can get the chance to catch Galarian Slowpoke. Yeah. Yep. Um, And he's pretty cool. He's like pink and yellow. Yeah. And then uh, they announced three new Pokemon besides the two new Reggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cubfu. Yep. Who is a pure fighting type. Uh, and then he evolves into Urshifu, which there are two different types. One is fighting in dark, and the other is fighting in water. Yeah, which is super cool. What I love about that is the, um, you know, like being able to make that choice. Because apparently you can make choices. Um, and here we go. Polygon gave us the uh, article. Thank you, Polygon. Uh, with the list of all the that stuff, I'm on right now. yeah. So I just love the, um, the idea of having a Pokemon that like you kind of get to choose what their evolution is, and that changes their style. Um, and it makes total sense with a fighting type like martial arts style Pokemon, you know, because different martial arts styles are so different. So I think that's flavor wise, that's perfect. I'm so excited. And what yeah. about that weird goat thing that floats? Uh, 
I a deer. I don't know if it's a deer or a goat. I guess we'll figure out what type of Pokemon it is when its Pokedex entry is released. But it is called Calyrex, and it is grass and psychic. Um, and it floats and has a weird bag on its head. I think it's pretty cool looking. Um, I I think it looks really cool too. I actually, I think I. I liked its look a lot better than the fighting bear because we already have a fighting bear. Pancham kind of already takes that role. Um, yeah, but but it evolves. So, I mean, what are you gonna do, right? Um, okay. So there's clearly two camps of people uh, for this uh, for these expansion passes um, and so I am curious where you stand Jeff are you are you cool with these being paid expansions are you not cool what do you think so I fall into the kind of like you I uh, I fall into hype so bad it is hard for me to be mad yep so I mean if this wasn't a paid expansion we would just be getting a third version I think. Or and, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you know, yeah. Ultra Sword, Ultra Shield, which would be two second versions, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, and you look back on that, and it's just, you know, I'm paying $30 for this expansion, or I'm going to pay $60 for a full game, and where most of the game, and I mean, usually those third versions, 75% of the game is the same. Yep. Yeah, here what's cool about it is these are expansions where you can continue your save file. Yeah, that's so cool. I can, I can take my team. I don't have to worry about level caps. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't have to try to complete the Pokédex again if I ever complete it, which I always say I'm going to do every generation and then don't. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, this is. And then I thought this was the chance. I'm like, oh, they're cutting out so much Pokemon. It's going to be so much easier. Now they just added 200 more. Yep. They <laughs> added 200. And also, that just means, listen, if they're adding 200 now, um, a good point was, like, who says this is going to be the only expansion pass? Yeah, they could do another one. Like, why not? What's to stop? I mean, what they're doing two more. I think they said they're doing two more fighter passes for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Like, did they say two more? I just thought they said just more is announced. I thought one. I, I thought the way they said it implied that it would be more than one, but fine. They're going to have two. <laughs> I think they meant more than one fighter. Okay. Okay. I'm down. And we still have this. I mean, this has nothing to do with Pokemon, but that last fighter is supposed to come out in February because that's the timeline they get. Oh, I'm certain that we're going to get an announcement in the next week week and a half week yeah you most pokemon directs are followed or preceded by a yeah nintendo direct and this one could just be another sakurai live stream like they've done because those have been very successful um i am perfectly okay with this uh the reality is pokemon is a business pokemon company is a business their job is to make money um this game was obviously harder for them to create than they can really express and that the general population understands. Um, the good news is once they make all these Pokemon and get them in there, they're in there. <laughs> right? Like So they'll be easier to add to the next time. They'll be easier version. to add next time, um, which I'm sure there will be more. Um, I'm also mo I'm excited that this is an addition of new story content, new different kinds of stories, and more endgame. Like, basically, they're charging us for the endgame. Because the endgame for, uh, outside of collecting the full Pokedex for Sword and Shield, um, it's raiding. 
right? Like that's that that's the end game for the game as it stands did, right now. Did and you it, get to the end game? Have um, you beaten Pokemon uh, yet? <laughs> um, I have not, but my oldest son has. I'm like right at the end. I'm at the part where they gave me like busy work to do. Oh, like okay. I have to find the guys, like the I have to find like the Pokemon trainers that are like the the bad guys, and I have to like find them, and like I run around. I don't know. I'm it when I, I thought that I was going to be able to beat it like in an hour because I was like, oh, I'm right up against Leon. I can beat yep. this guy, and I just stomped him to the ground. And then I was like, oh, now I have to do a whole bunch more stuff. All right, I'll do this later. And I just haven't done it yet. I will eventually. In fact, I probably should do that in the next couple of weeks. But it's just, I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't, nothing really, the spirit did not move me to defeat it. Um, but my son Evan has. Um, he has finished okay. it. And I'm sure uh, Jacob, it, now that, because he has prevented himself from starting because um, he was waiting until he could get his own copy and, um, a Pokemon Sword and a Switch. Um, now that he has a Switch coming and we have to go buy Pokemon Sword, he will, you know, I'm sure he'll finish it in short order because he knows the game. He's just got to do it. Um, and uh, this adds, you know, like Alex said uh, in the chat, you know, they're just wild zones. The new chapter, they're just wild zones. And I think that's a great idea, right? Like that was a cool concept. And now they can just go into the wild zones and just make it exciting and do cool stuff. I think the terrain looks great. Um, I can't wait. The, the question that was asked, um, you know, and not in our chat, but elsewhere is um, one that I just really haven't interacted with too much. And it's a question about how DLC works on the switch. And maybe you'll be a little bit more familiar with it, but maybe not. And this is something we'll just have to dig around and figure out. So, um, when you buy, so let's just say for sake of discussion, you have um, one copy of, because there's two different scenarios. So let's say I have a copy of Pokemon Sword and everyone in my house uses that one switch to play Pokemon Sword and everybody has a different account, right? And so everybody has a different save file. If I buy that DLC, all the other people will be able to access that D DLC under their account, right? Uh, I am searching that right now, I guess. I'm the only one who uses my Switch in my Cause I, household. Because I think that they can, because I think that since they're on my, you know, since they're playing the cartridge and it was bought on my account, I thought that they could access it. Um, uh, we'll go to our friends at Reddit. Yeah, this is something we're going to have to just figure out. And I'm sure the nerds have figured it out. And I mean nerds in the most loving way. You can do it on profiles on the same switch. That's what I meant, like the profiles. Yeah. So I don't know how it would work. Like I know now the thing people are running into are that you having multiple switches tied to their account. Yeah, well, that's going to be one a podcast I was listening to. He says his daughter was having an issue every time he would log into his account, it would kick her out of Minecraft, even though he wasn't playing it. Yeah, I think that's that is a challenge, um, and it's something that that that's why we, for the most part, um, just are buying physical games. For we're all physical on the Switch for us right now. I mean, I'm especially for first party games. I buy physical anyway. Yeah. Uh, if it came out physical, that's 
how I prefer to get it, especially for my Nintendo games. So yeah. I don't I don't foresee running into that problem when my daughter is old enough to have a Switch. Yeah. The um, I mean, the only problem is going to come up when I have to buy three copies of Animal Crossing. Yeah. But you know what? Um, we're they're going to get a lot of fun out of it, so it'll be worth it. That's going to be something we're going to have to dig around and figure out how. So all right. So if we have three switches, so we're going to have three switches. Um, your primary switch needs to be connected to internet at all times. And that's true. Although I think which one of those three switches is my switch will vary, obviously. Um, and, um, that one's, maybe it won't vary, but we're going to have to be very careful which one we decide. So the, um, so if we have, so we have three switches, um, I think what we're going to have to do is one of them will be the shield switch. One of them will be the sword switch. And then on the shield switch, we put the shield DLC, and then you put the cartridge in, because we have the carts. Yeah. So you put the cart in, and all the profiles can access that DLC. But what really gets tricky is if you're a two-switch household, and both of you, and both people are playing both games, you're going to have to buy the DLC for both games. Twice. Right? It sounds like it. <laughs> You can share downloaded games, though, across profiles as long as they're in your Switch family. So I don't know. This is complicated. Well, we're going to have to figure it out, Jeff. I think we got homework to do. Invite Doug Bowser to our podcast, and we'll let him talk about it. Dougie, listen. Doug, (laughs) um, although he'll probably say, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) Although we should invite Doug Bowser anyway. I mean, I think we should just... You know, I think I should just him, Phil Spencer, and Xavier Woods. Well, definitely Xavier <laughs> Woods. Um, did you know that they have their own podcast now? Yeah, I've been listening to it. My goodness, it's so good! It's so good. Um, I mean, just hearing their stories because I will say this is going on a tangent because super this is... tangent. We're talking about pro wrestling, yeah, specifically my favorite faction of all time, both, the New Day. Both podcasts from the WWE Network of podcasts are very good. Do you know they're both being produced by Dan Reichert, formerly of Giant Bomb? I formerly of Game Former? But I was worried because when Corey Gray started his podcast, I'm like, well, it's produced by WWE. It's going to be a fluff piece. But no, he actually asks, and he, I mean, how dare he? He even said AEW on his podcast. Yeah. And talked about Chris Jericho. Yeah, who is the. We'll, we'll talk about it off air. I want to know because yeah, I want to know who, when the when the new day is saying he who must not be named. Who are they talking about? Vince McMahon. Oh, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So anyway, Andrew, we back can talk to about this off air. back to work. Back to work, guys. Um, we obviously have stumbled into a question that the two of us do not have the answer for, and part of that is just because of the way we use our switches. Um, but this is clearly research that we need to do. So Jeff and I, and the rest of the EFG team are on the case. And we will find this answer, and we will write an article about it. Um, because I think this is certainly, you know, I think what's cool about this is this will give us the not only the answers that we need. Um, I think I might have found the answer. Okay, what you got? It's from uh, the Whirlpool Forum. Someone asked the same question. The Whirlpool Forums? I don't know what the, this is, but it's just a, a message okay. board sure. of okay. some kind. Not for some- washing machines. No, not – I hope that otherwise this person definitely posted in the wrong forums but got or an answer. in the right forums because, yeah, yeah, listen. All right, so what did they say? 
Uh, so he just asked, I don't know why, uh, trying to get his DLC. And this was asked a few years ago when the Breath of the Wild DLC came out. Oh, good call. Good call. Okay. Uh, it says, if I enter the eShop and purchase, for example, the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC, will my son have access to that same DLC or no? And the person replied, the answer is yes. The Breath of the Wild DLC and Splatoon 2 DLC that I bought on my account was also automatically available for my brother's account. If the DLC is region locked in the case of some Splatoon 2's gear, then it will only be available for accounts sharing the same region, which... That makes sense. Okay. So we can assume then that the... So then we can assume that the... um. But this may just be accounts, not separate switches. I just realized that. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Well, but that, but the accounts helps because that's everybody yeah. has a different account. Yeah, they just one switch in the family that I shared amongst five of them. And if you buy, if you buy it on one, everyone else on there will have access to so it on that switch. Able... But you would only. So if I buy the DLC, me. So if yeah. Steve, Jeff, Mike, and Nicole. All share one switch, right? I and it is my primary switch. I buy the DLC. I can use it on my switch. I can also use it on other switches, but only under my profile. And only yes. if and only if no one is using it on my switch also. Yes. I would say with you, you have a good way to test it out. Try it with Smash Brothers. Yeah. Because Smash would work. Because I can yeah. have somebody else boot it up, and if they can access the fighter pass... Yeah, then it should work for Pokemon as well. Now the now the question becomes buying both passes and having two switches with two copies of the game. Um, I think I think what they'll have to do is have the shield switch and the well, sword switch. Well, I don't switch. think it matters what copy of the game... Oh, you're ta- I thought you were talking best on Smash Brothers. Yes, that'll be two different games, so... yeah. So I think what they'll need to do, what that couple will need to do, is have a shield switch and a sword switch, and just go back and forth. Yep. All right. So there we have it. So uh, Jeff, I think we are at the end of the road. Um, we've been at this for about an hour and a half now. So everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, this is our weekly show. Every Thursday, me and Jeff will be hopping in here. Um, and talking about all of the family-friendly video game news that you need to know about. Um, this isn't our only show. And this isn't the only place you can consume EFG content, though. Jeff, um, they have, we have a Facebook page uh, that you help manage. Um, you can go to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash Facebook, which is, in fact, where you are watching this very show. Um, you can also join our community, which both Jeff and I are both very vocal and regular contributors to. Um, and that is EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community. Um, this will also be produced as an audio podcast and published on Thursdays or Fridays, depending on how insane the world gets. Um, and you can do that. by You can subscribe there by going to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash podcast and also find the Engage Family Gaming podcast that I do with Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. Also, the EFG Daily Commute that I record on the way to my office. It's crazy time, Jeff. We just we just make so much stuff, Right. We just definitely we just, we just make so much stuff, isn't it great? So um, I thank you, Jeff. This has been fun. I'm glad that we are back, um, and I'm glad that we can finally get into a rhythm, right? Like have one of these every week. 
Yeah, well, we kind of started this at an odd time. I we think did. we started around Thanksgiving. So. Yeah, we started at the worst time for two dads to come up with new content. But guess what? Um, it gave us an opportunity to break things, figure stuff out. Obviously, we got the lighting set up a little bit. You set up your little display behind you. Um, and I learned how to use this weird live streaming tool. So it's only getting better with every week. So um, until next time, folks. Uh, this is Steven and Jeff. Uh, y'all have a great night, and don't forget to to get your family game on. Woo! That wasn't even practiced. Didn't even tell him I was going to do that. Everybody, y'all have a great night. Bye now. <laughs>